Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. My name is John. This is Crystal. We talk about the joys and the challenges of teaching music in the elementary school classroom. We share struggles, we brainstorm solutions, and we would love to have you join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Chaotic Harmony, episode 73. 73. We're getting close to three quarters of 100. We are. We are. Wild. I know. It's crazy. (laughs) Um, So we are coming in a couple of weeks later than we wanted to on this topic. Because life has happened. Life happened. Yes. And also, you all want to have your own Thanksgiving break. Let's be real here. That's true. There's that, too. But yeah, between illnesses and crazy stuff going on at school. Yeah. So we we do apologize for (laughs) dropping out there for a second, but we are back, and we wanted to do uh, episode recap capping AOSA 2022 conference because it was magic yeah it's also kind of cool this is you started the whole AOSA on your own and then I did one on my own so we're now Mm -hmm. three together yeah this is our third one together so third one yes yes wild and once once you make conference part of your year you just can't not go Mm -hmm. yeah it's become really important for me before we get into the nitty-gritty how is it like overall like overarchingly different for you this year compared to years prior so this year there was still so much uh that i wanted to go in and learn and uh that's what i've always loved about all the that's why i go to all these workshops you know um it's really hard to give up a saturday sometimes and get out of bed at like you know work hours to go to an orf workshop but it is always 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 worth it always worth it it makes my life easier in a lot of ways, it refreshes my spirit. Mm. It gives me so many great ideas for the classroom. It really refuels my purpose and my okay. imagination. So um, in the past, I have gone with that as the priority, and it very much still was this year. I learned amazing things that I immediately put into use and have already gone really well in my classroom. Um, but the most important thing to me this year was, you know, I had to miss uh, the conference the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, after I say that you can't miss conference once it's part of the thing, you know, <laughs> but COVID. But trying times, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because of COVID, I couldn't go the year before. Mm-hmm. And I just needed to be hugged by my people. Mm-hmm. That felt so good. And literally the minute I got off the plane in Kansas City and I'm waiting for my bags at the carousel, I saw Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. Hey. She was the very first person that I got to hug. Very cool. Isn't that fun? Yeah. I know. And I didn't recognize her at first. And then she starts talking and I'm like, oh, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> I edited your voice (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah (laughs) yeah um you know when someone's out of context right that's the thing yeah Mm -hmm. it's uh it's also funny whenever you get into an airport and for i had the inverse situation when i was leaving because i left uh a little later because i wanted to hang out with a friend of mine in kansas and i got there and i saw two people from chicago unfortunately Mm -hmm. their plane was delayed yeah they they, they recognized me because i had ukulele sticking on my backpack Uh oh you're one of us (laughs) yep yep so that's how you find your people exactly yeah you look for the ukuleles and the recorders and you're Mm -hmm. like hello (laughs) or the music themed outfits (laughs) that's something like that yes if somebody's wearing music notes socks then you know that they're on your team um it's just it's an incredible experience to have hundreds of you land in one spot and and like waiting for the bus or at the airport or at the train station like you just find people and you kind of slowly gather and all head in the same direction So so i felt like every time i turned around i just like ran straight into a hug and i needed them that's nice that's cute yeah it was awesome i feel like similarly for me like uh for you for me it was less of like 
a direct application, but more like these are great ideas. And I'm trying to, and I think for the, the entire year, I'm going to slowly sew them into my brain. But similar to you, I go to conference to be rejuvenated, to be re, uh, to rethink my paradigms on how education should be mm-hmm. and how I'm teaching as an educator and where I want the trajectory of education to go as a whole and mm-hmm. see like where these um, masterful people are leading the direction towards the ORF process. But something that's been really different this year I don't know why. I don't know. I, I I've mentioned this to you a couple episodes before, but being an eighth year teacher, like I I still feel I don't feel young, but mm-hmm. I don't feel old. But now I'm finally at the table with a lot of these masterful um, teachers. You know, just mm-hmm. having conversations, and that was one of the best things for me. For like as much as I love hugs, for me, like it was <laughs> <laughs> what was really it was the embrace of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many. Like, and the best ones happen in the hallways or at lunch or dinner, you know, outside exactly. of the session. Exactly. And yeah. just chatting about big topics and things that you couldn't talk about online. Because yeah. online can can get toxic or nuanced. Very can be, quickly. Can yes. be lost. And so I had some really yeah. hard but good talks with some friends. And it was, it was just great to be mm-hmm. embraced with words. How about that? <laughs> you know, we hold space for each other. Yes. That's what conference is. Yeah. And, and you're right. You cannot replicate that online. No. And, and so many of us going to, you know, largely digital workshops and things in mm-hmm. the last couple of years, you forget how important it is to be looking at somebody face-to-face who really understands your life. Yeah. You know, these are all people who have the same job that we do and it's kind of a unique job we're the, mm-hmm. we're the only weirdo in the school that does what we do there's we're a very tiny fraction of the overall numbers of teachers in our district and so when you when you gather these people together and uh and and we get to kind of go around the table it's like oh, okay so we we are all facing the same challenges you know even though we're from different states right. and we teach in really different schools with different socioeconomics mm-hmm. you know and different budgets and all that we're still facing a lot of the same issues yeah. and uh, that was really encouraging mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was beautiful it so was, it was a really great session it was, time. It, it was it yeah. was it was incredible it was an incredible few days it was right at the beginning of november um it almost always is uh so mm-hmm. this year it was in kansas city yeah which was lovely first next time? year um i it was my first time being okay. in kansas city my, my second time for me t- oh okay yes no i my first time was back in 18 i was traveling on my own and it was like okay. i really like the city and going back there a second time i was like I really like the city. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff to do. Yeah. You were out, like, checking was, out the town. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you're at a place with so many uh, live jazz musicians that, yeah. you, that San Diego is great. It does not have that. So yeah. uh, I was out with a lot of friends just checking out the, the culture and whatnot. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and it looked really fun. It was. Um, you it guys was. found live music every night. Yeah, I'm still very much recovering and getting my strength back from <laughs> being sick earlier this year. Um, and uh, so I, we rented a house together. Yep. About 12 of us did. So we had people from Sacramento and uh, Reno, Nevada. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the, San Diego. the Californians. And also Portland. Um, yes, we did at Portland and, you know, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, so we were all there. There were three chapters chapter presidents among our <laughs> group and so we had the banners yes if you're not an orf person all every orf chapter has a, a banner and some of them are beautiful and homemade and quilted and um and we do a banner parade mm-hmm. uh, or sometimes you just have a piece of paper that says I'm from this place <laughs> okay that was funny they <laughs> yeah. forgot their banner they likely somebody the banner, just yes. like 
sharpied like, <laughs> the name <laughs> of their there chapter. There are two groups. It's, oh, man. <laughs> Although I did hear a story about Florida forgetting their banner, so they went to Michael's and like made one the <gasps> night before. Wow. Yeah, you oh, remember goodness. the gingerbread men one? I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was strategically placed Santa hats. Fascinating. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, good yeah, for them. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> um, but anyway, since we had the banners from three different chapters, uh, we hung them up in the house. Um, so we were calling it the Orf House, H-A-U-S, since Orf Shuler. <laughs> I know. We're a bunch of nerds, by it, the way. I don't know if you've known this yet, but we're a bunch of nerds. Nerds. Yep. It was so beautiful, though. Mm-hmm. And I loved having a kitchen yep. and a living room so mm-hmm. we're not all crowded on hotel beds trying to have conversations. Yeah. We learned that in Salt Lake City, that having a house is it's just a little more conducive to yeah. uh, to those those conversations and that you want to have with Definitely. with your people um, at night. So we were up late doing ukulele jams, and uh, we did one night uh, where we invited everybody on the board of uh, the American Center for Elemental Music and Movement, ASEM, um, and then all of our collaborative board members to come over, and we called it Orfsgiving. <laughs> we had a really nice dinner together, and it was it was just really. It, it really filled up my bucket. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I felt spent at the end of the week, so maybe I'd, <laughs> we had the exact opposite situation. <laughs> I but, remember seeing you about oh, three days in, and you're like, oh, you're here? <laughs> I'm like, no, you're here. Like, <laughs> I mean, I also got, no, mind you, I got to Kansas City on Tuesday, so there were two days I did not see you, so uh-huh. that bled in also with the fact that <laughs> I was out a lot. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tried to I tried to go as late as I could. I really sure, didn't want sure. to take off work. Um, I also needed to stay a little later because mm-hmm. I was teaching a workshop after yeah. after I left from uh, from Kansas City. But anyway, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. So uh, this year's featured presenters were Beth Ann Hepburn uh-huh. and Aaron Dewayne, mm-hmm. and they are very very different teachers, mm-hmm, um, but both incredible and uh, and both doing really innovative things. And it was it was a pleasure to learn from both of them. Beth Ann is one of the co-authors of Purposeful Pathways, which is an Orfshul work-based curriculum. Um, and I have it. I love it. Um, and then Andrew, uh, sorry, Aaron, Aaron Dwayne is, um, he's a, he's a teacher who really goes for a lot more incorporating modern music and dance and, and tap, uh, in his work. And he has the coolest ideas. So yeah, it was really, it was a privilege to learn for them. Um, but I wanted to go to the student performers oh gosh so every year we get to see kids from the region where Mm. we where conference is being held perform and oh my goodness it was beautiful yeah kind of re reinvigorates what what, what, again i go to conference to re-spark the the paradigm where music is going towards and how i can be a part of that narrative yeah and seeing kids just perform um, they were they were phenomenal. Yes, they were phenomenal. Um, they were phenomenal. They did a theme from darkness to light. Yeah, um, and they did all songs from the volumes from the mm-hmm. Orf Schulwerk volumes, and it was it was you know movement and uh, Orf instruments and and singing, and it was really cool. They were so good. They were uh, and and it was also good to talk to their teachers and find mm-hmm. out how much work went into that. So how much work went into it? <laughs> uh, they they practiced a lot. So and that was an audition group, and it yeah, was from it was it was from a across the district so it wasn't just one school um and they practiced you know multiple times a week they had to learn things on their own and then they spent like hours you know every wednesday together putting all of that together so it was a real commitment on their part definitely Mm -hmm. and that's really impressive when it's uh elementary school kids yeah yeah who were able to put together a performance that was that entertaining and uh just so well done and it was amazing uh 
to to hear the applause of mm. all the teachers mm. at the end we gave them a standing ovation that just went a on thundering applause it was gr- yeah my i loved watching the their smiles like you know when we first started clapping like some of them were still holding it like in like yeah, yeah. playing it cool but then one by one you saw them like just <laughs> their whole faces mm-hmm. just like light up i loved it mm-hmm <sighs> Yeah, it was you no know, just just rethinking that whole element. It's like, oh man, yeah, this is what we do. It really uh, reinforced for me that I want to do a uh, some sort of you know audition group for just for the kids who really love it. You mm-hmm. know, with our whole district to pull a couple of them and do a couple days. It would be great. Mm-hmm. It would be great. I, I, something that's been very important these past couple of years is we need to be more visible mm-hmm. for advocacy, and so like mm-hmm. showcasing the kids in this way. I, if I know we have a paradigm of what good music is, but like just showing this to the parents and even though their perception of what quote good music is, what they listen to on the radio, this is also important. This is also awesome. And these kids are making it. Why not show it to the parents and the admin right. as well? So well, it's been on my brain as well. That's what I love about the ORF process is, you know, you do start with a little, you start with an idea yep. of where you're going to go, but mm-hmm. you don't just put sheet music. You don't put any music in front of the kids. They feel it in their bodies and you teach it to them by rote. Yeah. And then they add on to it. Mm-hmm. That's why I love it so much. I just feel like it's it's such a, a collaborative way to learn, and it's yeah. so based in what we know is good educational yeah. practice. We're not we're not sitting in chairs. My room does not have chairs in it <laughs> <laughs> at all. Yep. It freaks people out uh, when they first come in there because we learn through body percussion, through um, through chant, through um, like. You know, they they might be able to read some basic music by the time I'm done with them. They might have to go and learn what 16th notes look like in high school later. I'm not going to show them, um, but they can play alligator, Mm -hmm. you know, or watermelon. Well, just going back to our earlier episode with Josh Southard, him saying like his son, like maybe he doesn't learn like all the details of notation, but Uh once he goes in middle school, he apply like once they they teach him oh that's an eighth note oh I renewed that in my body I know how to apply yes. that yes like, once you what, can feel it once you can feel it you then can, you then can write it down yeah music I, literacy is not just one thing that's right and yes. I I spent so many years thinking that music was learn was learning how to read sheet music and because I was better at earing something I wasn't as good of a musician and so I'm just I'm just so grateful to have found this way to teach. Uh-huh. You know, that's like, no, we, we teach it by rote because you got to learn how to speak before you can read. Inversely, I, I don't know if I shared this on this podcast before. I have a friend of mine who was very much rooted in the conservatory approach. Uh-huh. And he's trying to unlearn that because he does not know how to read, how to play music without music in front of him. Mm-hmm. That's just so sad. It is sad. It that's- is sad. So we teach our kids from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, here, here is the melody. It is a suggestion. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're all going to play this together, but now what would you add to it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then here's your tones uh, that you can use. These are these are the notes that you can you can use as your your musical building blocks. What would you do? And I think it's it's just so what cool. What would you do? Yeah. Not what would Beethoven do? Not what would you know, Mozart do? What would you? What would you, you do? You are the musician. You're What's the creator. What's your ideas? Yes. If my kids want to play a rhythm that's about tamales, that's what we do. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In fact, we did it last week. <laughs> that's why it came into my head. Nice. Um, so the student. Anyway, back to conference. Back to conference. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thank but, you for going with us on this whole detour. <laughs> Thank you for coming to honor TED Talk. Um, so we're going to recap our favorite uh, sessions that oh, we went to there were so many there were so many yeah mm-hmm. 
Well, we both had the first session together. David Daxton. We had to go see our Orf dad. Yeah. Hi, Orf dad. Hey, Orf dad. <laughs> okay, so he just uh, published a book through Sweet Pipes that is uh, making tracks and recorder. And it is a recorder book that is all train themed. And it is so cool. Um, and you just don't really believe that you can have over a hundred recorders in a room and actually want to listen to them until you've heard it. And there were a whole lot of music teachers in that session and we sounded beautiful on those recorders. And he, so he did this, uh, and he was working on this when we were in our level two. That's what I was going to mention. Yeah. 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 So he did some of it with Mm -hmm. us where he went down this again, nerdy rabbit hole, um, and researched train whistles. And of course, what chords <laughs> they are. Yes. And so he wrote like the the chords down for the different brands and what direction the trains are headed. Um, and we we played engineer. Basically, I got to be the engineer at one mm-hmm. point where I pretended to pull the horn and everybody was playing their note on the recorder. You just pick one of like six and then we go two and we all mm-hmm. sounded like a train. It was so it was cool. Great. It was yeah. Great. It w- I remember when he was teaching this back in level two, and I mentioned this to you, I think, during mm-hmm. the conference, the deck right afterwards. Like, it is fascinating because we were such orf babies uh-huh. when, we were, when we first were introduced it. And I, when I was learning, I was like, okay, this is cool. I don't know how this, how I, I was trying to wrap my head around it as yeah. how can me as a former conservatory approach teacher teach uh-huh. this? And now, the, entering again, my eighth year, it's like, oh, yeah, that's I see how this, this works. This is how it works. Okay, yeah. now that I've given myself more time to see like how Orf works, mm-hmm. watching the magic b- uh, in front of me was like, this is cool. This makes sense. Great mm-hmm. job, Dave. Yeah, he is an advocate of not teaching BAG first. Mm-hmm. Um, so he starts with low E, yeah. as a lot of people do, because the idea is once you get your kids to produce that low e well um then the breath control it is hard and so the breath control just comes a lot more naturally for them um and and so he does a lot in pentatonic um Mm -hmm. and so once he gets that uh the e the g and the a really you can do a lot from there yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. and so uh he he had a couple of songs where we were playing those three notes singing uh doing some movement and and some people had the the uh the fipples on the side going and uh i always loved that it was really fun yeah um so anyway his stuff is brilliant you should check it out one thing i really like and i think this is something that i would love to delve into as another episode but something that's been on my brain for a while is how do you get the students activated? Mm-hmm. And I love how Dave teaches. Mm-hmm. Dave doesn't like Dave starts out. We're all sitting down and he doesn't say a single word. Mm-hmm. And then he starts playing some, uh, I don't even know. The native American flute music. No, no, no. I'm no, like you're thinking something music. different. Like the whole oh. samurai approach. Like, yeah. And he just starts waving his recorder around. It's like, What's this guy doing? (laughs) Similar to how we were, uh, when we were in our level one, he Uh just sits down, starts singing. We all of us have our our books and and pencils. What? Yeah. (laughs) What's this man doing? Yeah. Like, Like you're not taking notes right now. Put that down and come here. But he's not saying that. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And so as someone who is a gamer, um, Uh like level design is something that's vastly important. Like when you play Mario, you you, you just, there is no instructions, but you Mm -hmm. know, intuitively I got to push something, so I move to the right. Oh, obstacle. I guess I got to push something to jump over it. Same thing with Dave. 
there's no there's no instructions but through all in, in for, through intuition through good level design mm-hmm. he then creates a way for you to learn how to play the recorder mm-hmm. without the instruction with manual. no explicit instruction exactly yeah and I yeah find he's that, he's like moving slowly in a very tai chi kind of a way mm-hmm. to like samurai music yeah. and landing one finger at a time on his alto recorder so you can see where his fingers go and everybody copies and it's fun and it's a dance move and you don't need the objective on the board you, you sure don't, don't need the text in the board and anyone can learn okay if now you use the-, the pads of your fingers and make sure that the hole is completely sealed there's none of that yeah too much time it's just sound effects it's sound effects and it's playing. visual it's play mm-hmm. it's but it's it's smart play it's kind of like i mentioned this in last year's episode where i was talking about russell nadal mm-hmm. and he like for him it's students need to create on their own our job is to create the guidelines for them to create right and similarly dave created the guidelines for us to to create because again again yeah. not just did we play the recorder well we also made the music on our own yeah with some guidance but still right there was improvisation yeah. work into the lesson beautifully so we all started out playing the same thing but then it was like okay so here's the notes you can choose from Mm -hmm. here are some ideas for rhythms you can use them or maybe you want to change them for your own and we started by improvising with our names yep yeah and just put your name on the recorder put it into a rhythm then add some notes and pretty soon we're all playing together and because it's pentatonic it sounds good yeah i mean it's rad it's just so cool. Okay. So that was fun. I, you know what? I think the other big part of, of going to conference and being together with all these other music teachers is sometimes it's just nice to do this stuff and have it go well. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, your, 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 your lessons don't go perfectly like it would with adults? What? It's, it's nice. I mean, sometimes we get that. We get those uh, lessons where everything is flowing and beautiful and the kids are with you. But feels so good when it does. But... Yeah. But, you know, often you face challenges and somebody has a meltdown and it was very peaceful to learn all these things and have them go well. So that was nice, too. Um, So anyway, Dave, you're amazing. We love you. Um, Crushed it. uh, Yes. And then we didn't have anything together for a long period of time. I did not see John for days, even though we stayed in the same house. Yeah. Yeah. Did I sleep in the house? I mean, barely, I maybe. maybe. I definitely did. Um, so you said you went to Victor Lozada's. Oh, yeah. So Tell me about that. second session. That was... <sighs> what was the topic? That was such a special topic. Um, his was on supporting linguistic diversity cool. in the classroom. Tell me more. Um, I will. <laughs> it was... Uh, I mentioned about powerful sessions. Mika, uh, the Inoue Sisters is still the most powerful session I've ever went to, but this was definitely up there. Um He's talked a lot about how do we teach music and how do we consider our students who are not, who are English is not their first language, mm-hmm. um, which is always a topic at hand. But I mentioned this last. That's very much our life. Yes, very yeah. cool. Uh, uh, so yes. Yeah. Let me backpedal for a bit. Um, I also mentioned another frustration I had last year at Salt Lake City. Sorry, I was in Salt Lake City. It was uh, South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Um, was that a lot of people had a lot of really big topics, but mm-hmm. it was just so much information shoved in your brain, and like, mm-hmm. there's no way I could process that. I'm, um, but when Victor taught an eighth of his lesson was, or maybe a quarter of his lesson, he decided he was going to teach it all in Spanish. Mm-hmm. I've taken Spanish before, mm-hmm. several times. Since I was in first grade, I've had Spanish in my uh, education. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider myself fluent, but I understand Spanish enough to where I can pull cognates, I can understand by hearing, mm-hmm. speaking is a little more difficult. And he intentionally went 
not fast, but he went at a normal, at speed. A normal speed. But yeah. for as, as me, as someone who do, is not a um, who is a Spanish language learner, yeah. um, let's flip the paradigm there. Like, yep. It was really fast, and I, I was I, I could not ca- catch on. But what he did do was through his expressionism, he he praised us whenever we did something, uh, something right. He would constantly praise us, and that at least helped us feel a little more centered. Mm-hmm. And it also just brought a sense of empathy towards our students who who we who are in a English only essentially mm-hmm. uh, classroom. And how do they feel? I remember also mm-hmm. I, I had a coworker. She's no longer at Casillas, but um, she and we did red carpet assemblies every. Uh, I don't know if you do something similar to it, just like award ceremonies. Just to, oh uh, yeah, yeah, I got We, we yeah. call red carpet just mm-hmm. to pull the red carpet out and make them feel fancy. Yeah. The teacher uh, teachers used to have to speak um, a handful of words about the the student. Mm-hmm. My teacher, uh, Miss Arabia, she uh, decided to speak for, on behalf of a student uh, who English was a second language, and she decided to speak it all in, in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And then she said, if you felt a little bit confused, that's how she feels mm-hmm. every day. And again, bringing it back to the sense of empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after Victor taught in that fashion, we broke down, we talked about what our thoughts were. Mm-hmm. And he, he argues um, that the language that we use is important for us to try to see students beyond just their limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about, I've never heard of this, but apparently there's the LEP is something that's often used, limited English proficient. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, um, we use that as a measure. Oh, do you? Okay, yeah. I know we use e- ELL as a mm-hmm. Okay, English language uh, learner, but like, there's a, the tier, he goes from words you probably shouldn't use to words that are okay, but they're better ones, to mm-hmm. his folks is, why don't we just call them emergent bilingual? Yeah. Why don't we just, instead that, of focusing... That's a lot more respectful, I it think. It is way more respectful, because, yeah. first the, off... The language around it has always really bothered me. It is bothersome, because, yeah. first off, it's it's English-centric, mm-hmm. when America's uh, official language is nothing. Yeah, we don't, we don't have, have one. one. Yeah. So, uh, right. <laughs> which is good, by the way, I want to emphasize. Mm-hmm. And so, instead of us using the limitations of a student as the measure of their worth, mm-hmm. why not just call them for what they are? They are emergent bilingual, right? As we should be, yeah. <laughs> as we, are. Yep. but um, and so it was a really great session. I was just really moved to be like, this is a lot of great stuff. I will have to look over these notes once again several times, yeah, and rethink how do I, uh, you, how do I teach my um, my classroom? How do I, uh, how do I f- cater to the strengths of my students instead of just uh, seeing the quote unquote weaknesses, or rather, mm-hmm. should I say, how they don't fit into my current paradigm? Yep. And so it was just it was just a powerful session. And so I talked to them. I was thinking, um, yeah, and ho- hopefully we can reach out to them to see if we can absolutely. Have part of. I, actually, yeah, all these people we're going to talk to. Yeah. Talk we're talk about. It would be great to have them on chaotic harmony. <laughs> yes, or if if you guys are listening and you have somebody whose voice needs to be heard, we definitely want to talk to definitely. them. Definitely. Yeah, that's so great. I'm mm-hmm. now jealous that I missed that one. Um, well, I want to talk about Rob Amgen. Go for it, yeah. So uh, I got to go to his um, his session, and it was like boom, 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 boom. Like it was like he fire hosed us. <laughs> and he opened. <laughs> what was his on? Well, it was called from um, process to product, okay. and so it was just four rapid fire Orff Schulberg lessons. They were all based on oh, pieces cool. from the volumes, um, but they were silly. Uh, one of them was on a book that he loves called Too Much Noise about an old man whose house is too noisy. So he goes to the <laughs> the wise man of the the neighborhood who tells him to get all these 
these barn animals basically until his whole house is full of animals then he's like you told me this would fix my problem and the guy's like well sell them all and he does and then he's very happy with his quiet house um but he put it to an an orf uh an orf melody and it was lovely he had four boxes at the front of the room and he put the topics in them and then he had people choose a box and that was that was the lesson for that part and it was really cool so he did um but you know the the really great thing about watching him is he is just so it's just so second nature for him because he's been just doing it for so long and he's been teaching college students for so long um again it's a lot like uh the best orf teachers start their lessons without talking they just launch straight into imitation which is the first step of the orf process it goes imitation um exploration Exploration. composition or improvisation um or actually improvisation and then then yeah creation or composition um and and uh, i want to talk i want to place a pin on that because another person would talk about paul weller i forgot to mention the earlier oh um has one more thing he wants to add on to it but Ooh, let's go back let's go i want to hear about yeah, yeah. that yeah but um so he just launches straight into imitation mm-hmm. so he does something we do it back it always starts with body percussion um and then maybe he'll add uh you know he'll attach speech to it after and then you've got body percussion and speech going then mm-hmm. you do then you add on more movement and then you put some of it onto the orf instruments then you split up into groups and what would you do and doing that four different times um with four different lessons at different levels uh it was just really good to have somebody lead me through the process who is so good at it because it feels very safe Mm -hmm. when you're in the hands of a a great teacher you just you feel so safe you know you like you know that you're going to get a lot out of it mm-hmm. you know it's going to be fun um and that you're going to be proud of whatever it is you come up with at the end of it yeah. yeah so that that was my favorite part of rob's session it was just beautiful i think one of the important things is the fun element oh yeah especially when we go to these uh, these conferences especially yeah like music should yes. be fun music learning should be fun and music learning should be a lot of things but as the educator, if we're not having fun, then it's just a lot of information in a long conference. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and our workshops are really fun. Um, we're like practically pushing each other out of the way to get the ORF instruments, you know? It's And it is really delightful to be with hundreds of people who are so hungry to yeah. get, mm-hmm. to become better to, and to do right by our kids. Mm-hmm. Like we're all, we all have that mindset and it just, again, with feeling safe. It was a beautiful thing. It's like, these are my people for a reason. Mm-hmm. It felt really good. Yeah. I want to hear about what you had to say about Paul Weller. So you, uh, so Paul did a session on um, going from movement to creation. Okay. And I talked to Paul afterwards because something that has been on my heart for a while is to, be, to lean into being a TA. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was actually. Do you mean a TE teacher TE, educator? Yes. Thank yes, you. Yes. That's okay. Um, so I just got no, my I, stuff I, I, in I have, for that. I have no desire to be a TA. <laughs> TE. Yes. <laughs> TE. Yes. Um, no. Actually, another. Yeah. Going I think backwards, we're both headed in that direction. We've talked we about that. We have. Yeah. Yes. But also, you already are, by the way, just not officially stamped yet. Uh, Same. No. No. I've had experience. You've led workshops. I've had experience. I wouldn't call myself a TE, but thank you for at least <laughs> making me feel good. Yeah, no. Know. That's what I'm but, here for. I knock you down a peg when you feel too good. So I think so. Actually, one thing that was really important in this whole um, conference, thank you, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, uh-huh. The whole conference was also something that happened before conference started. Um, was that we had the DEI meeting? Oh yeah. Um, and so we pretty much just 
talked about what are things we want to see different mm-hmm. what do we how do we want to improve it was a very good time to talk about people who uh, talk with people who have a similar who have wrestled with similar problems mm-hmm. um i love my orf people but uh there it's it's people who look like me have had different experiences with people who would look differently yeah um and so all this and so that was another thing I was talking about earlier, just like the coming to the table and being able to talk about stuff where to be quite frank last year, I feel like I still felt too young. Mm. I'm now there. And so we were ch- chatting about, um, why am I talking about this? <laughs> this is important. Mm-hmm. What were we talking about before? Oh, the Orf Shore process and T-E's, Paul Weller? T-E's. Oh, TEs. Okay. Yes, uh, TEs. I'm still and, dying to know what needs to be added to the process. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But uh, just when Josh Block, Dave Thaxton, when uh-huh. it, uh, p- people said, you should be you know, a movement teacher, it's like, okay, yep. that's cool. Mm-hmm. But when you be t- taken to the contextualization that mm, about a year ago, our 151 TEs, only nine of them were. Yeah. Yeah. As we mentioned in an earlier episode with Tiffany, like right. we're teachers of color. That's just, just too low. Mm-hmm. And I think the it reinforces as someone who, as someone who suffers with imposter syndrome, it's, it's, it's you might I might suffer with imposter syndrome, but I still have a perspective that needs to be seen. Mm-hmm. needs to be heard. So um, that's why I've been taking being a TE more seriously. It's like, maybe this has been not about me anymore. This is about something bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll keep you all posted on how that goes and what's what how the process is like. So yeah, I'm leaning into it more. Good. So I talked with Paul because he is a movement TE. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I've only had Joshua as block as my only example and also over um over the summer i watched mika teach as well Mm -hmm. but seeing paul's approach it was like okay this isn't josh but this is stuff i understand Mm -hmm. i liked it a lot and it's like very much a breaking down from movement to the instruments to creation and using all of it at the same time Mm -hmm. so he mentions i apologize paul if i (laughs) butcher your words if you listen to this um imitation Mm -hmm. exploration Mm -hmm. improvisation creation but the thing that people do but needs to be said showcase mm, perform okay, okay. it has to be out there mm-hmm. otherwise what are people uh, how do people know what's happening in our four walls yeah which i'm fully for mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't have to be on stage it could be sixth grade watch first grade yeah you know there are many ways to do it but that yeah. was a very key component to it but uh no paul's session was great and it was fun again fun was super important i mm-hmm. unfortunately went to sessions this in the year and also years prior where it's just stuff that was important information yeah but wasn't fun didn't stick with me yeah you remember the fun stuff I remember the fun stuff I also isn't that the, such an important lesson for us to learn as teachers as teachers yeah yep. are we are we giving life to our kids yeah 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 well and it it just um activates different parts of the brain definitely. when it's fun and so it sticks well i will definitely remember though uh the rug burn i got because there was a lot of movement that was my own <laughs> no that that pain was on my own doing i will mention that but it was yeah it was a lot of fun just uh rethink how movement can be utilized in the contextualization of a full ensemble yeah and yeah. but not just limited to copy movement shadow mm-hmm. but really create really create on your own yes um and uh some of the limit so i mentioned earlier about you know creating limitations for students to create um he created had his own limitations as well for us to create our, with our body um but the limitations were wide and mm-hmm. so we were able to create you know 
what does a swirl feel like mm-hmm. and such and so and from there on how does that feel like on the bard instruments and then from there on how does that feel like in a whole ensemble because piece? that's the point of movement in the orf process is it's musical articulation yes and i have issue with that because i do think mm. movement as dan nelson mentioned like movement right it is music movement is music yeah. and like i feel like movement serving for the sake of the auditory um mm-hmm. art is a disservice sure it, it's, it, it's, it's all hard, a, hard to balance i don't know well it's all a, it's all feeding into the goal of having a person who has aesthetic valuing you know like you 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 understand how to move and play aesthetically. I'm with you as long as they're at the same level. And I feel like at the moment, a lot of teachers don't treat it that way. Okay. A lot of teachers treat it as it's uh, movement is subservient to creating good auditory music. Which makes sense with music teachers because yeah. we're not dance teachers. But we are teaching kids how to mm-hmm. be artists in general. I get it. Yeah. No, so it, I'm with you. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I consider myself a dancer. <laughs> I grew up doing that, mm-hmm. but yeah I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, it's also funny to see how different people approach movement. This is subs- uh, this is nothing to do with Paul, but as as someone who is working in that, like, oh, that looks like eighty percent of them. They look very Disney. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, uh, it, it, what's the vocabulary that they were taught? And for mm. me, I did not dance at all growing up. Hmm. My a lot of my movements based off of Taekwondo. So uh-huh. like that's and I remember when I was sharing, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of the movement is very form based, and yeah. so but it's that's what I bring to the table. It's just funny to see everyone's vocabulary is is a very much a Disney vocabulary, and it's like, well, how do we? Or how many little girls take ballet like I did? You know that too. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, for so but how do we expand the vocabulary? And sure. so that's something that has been in my mind. As someone Ooh. who is trying to introduce, I'm excited kids. to see where that goes. We shall see. We Let shall that see. little seedling sprout. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about Matthew's dance rude. Go for it. Hey, buddy. Hey. hey it was so good. Expound. Oh, it was so good. So Matthew led a folk dance session um, that, again, he started without saying anything at all, um, except going up to somebody and taking their hand and saying hello. Hello. And then he reached over oh. and shook the other hand. Hello again. Hello again. And then they walked that way. <laughs> and that was the promenade. And then they let go. And then he's making all these sound effects. Do, 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 do. Goes up to another person. Hello. Hello again. And then they <laughs> promenade for a little while until he had, there were a lot of people in there. I'll, like how many? 20 plus? 30 plus? Oh my God. It had to be like 150. Ooh. It was a huge oh, room. You're talking about the after sessions. No. 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 It was a session. It was a massive session. Yeah. I could be completely wrong, but it, <laughs> I, I'm numbers in me. I don't know. It's okay. Um, it also, felt like yeah. a lot of people, though. Um, it felt like it had to be over 100 of us. Uh, it was a huge room and uh, and he got all of us following him in a line you know with our partners whoever it was we ended up with and taught a folk dance but then put it to like seven different songs so it was the same thing but the articulation was different the tempo was different um it was really cool it was real and so that's what i've taught my kids and teaching my third graders how to do folk dance has so far have been a disaster <laughs> until i started out doing what he did okay um with the hello hello again and then do 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 because they had to concentrate uh and then he taught us how to do si do which is a really hard mm-hmm. move yep. for kids because you have to like go past the partner and have your back to them to get around them that is next to impossible to teach what i like to do is do a football approach just, okay so Just 
take tackle. The, uh, two axes. No, 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 no. <laughs> not, not, not. That's what happens in my I room. I mean, this is still a joke, but like, you know, the whole, all right, on the board, we got two axes here, and we're going to go around the halfback, and we're going. <laughs> no, I'm you know what he did? I'm guessing Matthew was much more playful. No, what he did was he goes, like that with every step. <laughs> Till he's all the way around the person. And then he gets these done. He's like, oh, oh, that was hard, but we did it. <laughs> I wish I was there. It was oh, man. so cute. It was hilarious. Okay. Yeah. And then he had a, a great activity at the end where he gave us a, a box. And you either got a cube or a sphere. And they were clear acrylic. And they were filled with things. Um, and you had to create a dance inspired by the things in your in your box. Oh. It was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Matthew, for helping me get my third graders to dance this year. And, I really appreciate that. <laughs> and for getting the grunts on this podcast. Oh. oh, yeah. I know. I did have a little girl tell me that it sounded like we were all pooping. I'm like, well. Sometimes. I don't know what to say. I don't say know to say the bad one. But, yeah. I was like, well, we're not. Moving on. <laughs> You know what? As long as you don't poop here, I think we're good. <laughs> See, that would have been funnier, but I didn't think <laughs> no, of that okay. in the moment. I had to take a little bit for that one. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I just, I had nothing for that one. Um, yeah. Also, sometimes was, funny can go wrong. Like, I remember one that's time. That's true, too. I was, depending on the group. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was doing a uh, wave. Like, my first year, I was teaching, you know, like, you know, singing above the head and whatnot. It's like, and. I think I utilized because I didn't want to do the whole s- pulling a string from your head as if like that would be really traumatic. So instead, of just as you push down, just imagine you're having a good poop and one <laughs> and everyone everyone laugh for a bit and then we moved on except for one kid of course who would not stop laughing yep. and it's like mm, I lost him. Yeah. Right. Yep. Everyone moment of silence for this kid. He will never forget that he lesson though. He won't forget though. Nope. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So that was the folk dance one that I loved. You had a couple more you wanted to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Though. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on Paul's uh, session. Not so much Paul, but more so what we were talking about earlier about Disney. Um, Mm. Because I went to another session, which was not actually something that I cared for. Mm. I'm not going to mention so much about it, but one thing was talked about was like, there is a a giving, we're talking about guidelines, you know, giving guidelines for students to make good Uh movement. And I agree with the um, root of it, but actually kind of um, coining or rather hearkening back to Darlene's episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Darlene mentioning, but what is good from whose paradigm, from whose perspective? And so this teacher was trying to state, these are the first good movements you should start with. And I don't, I I don't disagree with it, but why limit it to just those? Mm -hmm. And if you do that, then you are just going to create once again, Mm -hmm. a bunch of Disney clones. There's a lot of different options out there that are not white. Mm. Just plain bluntly, there's like a lot of non-traditional <laughs> approaches that are still good movement options to teach kids. Why not utilize those? Yeah. So that I, are still very engaging for audiences. Yeah. I just had a total flashback to my student teaching life at Lincoln High School with me teaching choreography to a glee song and this girl just like leaning back in her chair with her feet kicked up going oh my god white people (laughs) (laughs) i'm like guilty Uh as charged (laughs) (laughs) but it did it did inspire me to have them choreograph the next song (laughs) fair fair yeah um so my second one i wanted to talk about i i um, was I went to Brandy's session. Mm-hmm. Um, I, she had two sessions. I only went to the one on, um, I forget what it was called, but it was Focus on the Banjo. Um, and 
cool. I, I liked it a lot because the banjo was the main piece of narrative that sewed the entire thing together. Mm-hmm. Um, ta- I mean, she talked a lot about race, talked a lot about um, cultural identity, talked a lot about instrument identity also. The mm-hmm. banjo we think of as a you know, bluegrass white instrument when it really was black yeah for a long time and right. through and through minstrel um through minstrels that's when it kind of shifted through, uh, around but i was just really imp- um again hearkening back to what i said about victor i was so impressed about something that was that's not an easy topic to talk about yeah it's not easy to talk about race uh, especially for a demographic that is probably that's 80 percent white women like mm-hmm. talking about race is not easy but what sh- how brandy um, sewed it was it was all through the banjo the banjo mm-hmm. was the main source of it and from there she was able to uh, share personal narratives and also narratives of other people and all and then showcase why this is all important to everybody mm-hmm. it, it was just it was just really well done um, that's awesome again all these like she always comes in so well researched yes yeah that's yes. the thing it's like you just you feel like you're taking a college course in an hour. Mm-hmm. That's how I've walked away but from learning from her. It's amazing. I again, I've been to sessions where it was did feel like a college course but, with yeah. my notes, but it was still fun. But she made it <laughs> engaging, and yeah. I think the narrative of it being the banjo and it was was the connective tissue as opposed to something that just like, it was just too big to tackle. Yeah, yeah. Brandy did a great job. That's yeah, awesome. I liked it a lot. Good. Is there um, anybody else you want to talk about? There was one more. Uh, these next, oh, th- Aaron Williams. I right? also want to talk about Aaron Williams. Unfortunately, this is on a Saturday. Okay. And anything on a Saturday is just so hard. Yeah. Um, that last day of conference, you're really days, pushing to the finish. Well, especially since I was at conference since Tuesday. Yeah. Like, I was I was burning the candle. Yeah. Um, Aaron talked about video game music in the classroom. And something, one of, not really a critique, but more of a... A commentary I noticed. No, notice. There we go. Mm-hmm. Something I noticed about the Orff Schulwerk is that it focuses a lot on the volumes music, mm-hmm. and music from the volumes, and it's really good music. It's very good for students to create from that. Um, but harkening back to my first year, I remember one of the I don't remember her her name, but one of the presenters says, "You have so much music in the playground. Yeah, the playground should be the music that that inspires." All what those clapping come. games and songs, mm-hmm. yeah. But w- and so taking uh, taking that and going further, what if it's not just the playgrounds, but what if it's the, the kids at home? Right, which would be more accurate for me because I I know we've talked about this before, but when I started in Chula Vista, mm-hmm. there was no singing or clapping games on the playgrounds. Right, either school. Right, I, I actually, didn't hear any of it. Same, yeah, yeah. same. Yeah, um, I taught them those. They right. didn't know because because their music right now is video games. Right. Yeah, and so. While I have unfortunately noticed a lot of teachers, not nor Schulwerk, but just in general, is like, that's what you do at home. You mm-hmm. know, that's the music, or or more so, um, I can't recall if, back to Darlene, I can't recall if it was Darlene on our podcast or me on her podcast, mm-hmm. but she was sharing, like, a lot of times educators say, well, this is how you sound like at home, and this is how you sound like in class. Yeah. Why bifurcate it? Why separate those two? And so, and I, I think there's... Uh, some validity but also you you harm the students desire to want to make music when that's what they love the things that they do at home is what they love right and so it's dismissive it's dismissive very much so yeah Mm -hmm. and so something that's difficult because there are so like video games is a huge investment like Mm -hmm. um not money wise but like understanding how video games work and the culture of video games is a time sink unlike movie you can watch a marvel movie in two hours 
Mm-hmm. A video game often takes 20 hours. Or if you play a JRPG, 100 hours. Like That's a long investment for you to understand what your kids like. Totally. But if you are familiar with it, mm-hmm. why not bring that into the older Schulwerk? And so yeah. Aaron did a really cool thing. He, he taught in a means of like, this is the music, but also what if we create the music together? And... Again, it was early in the morning. All of it didn't sink in. I have the notes. I'll have to get back to it. But it was just great to see, hey, this isn't just stuff that my kids love. This is stuff that I love. Yeah. And so we played the so- uh, music from Sonic. We could have chose, chose Angry Birds. Oh, that's fun. But it was, yeah, it was great. And then, like, I hadn't played Sonic since I was seven. Uh-huh. I'm not playing. And so when we started playing on the instruments, oh, wait, hold up. <laughs> This is good, yeah, because this, this is a uh-huh. motif. What he uh, was playing is a motif that's in every single Sonic game oh, okay. uh, from Green Emeralds, uh, Green Emerald Hills. Um, and it was I probably butchered the name. Um, it was just great. It was mm-hmm. the Orf process utilized for a medium that is not. You can grab a simple melody from pretty much anywhere, so yeah. why not from there? Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. And then you get the kids to buy in. Very much so. Because they recognize it. They it recognize it. Me. They love it. The, mm-hmm. um, start, the big kids, you know, us adults, were doing uh, doing a movement story with it as well. Yeah. It was like, this is the Orr Schulberg through Eastern music. This is Japanese mm-hmm. uh, soundtrack. It's like, why not do this more often? And so, totally. Uh, yeah. It takes more research. It takes more learning. But everyone's aware of video I had now. the kids ask me to do the Minecraft music to a movement activity once. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Yeah. It's very calming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I, I, w- I wish I would talk to Aaron afterwards. I was I, I loved his his energy is also just so infectious. It was great. Yeah. It was like there were so many tech problems happening, oh. but he rolled with it nonetheless. It he was got to yeah yeah. Well, there were lots of jokes about Dave rolling up with a whole bag of dongles. Did you see it? No. <laughs> he had like wait wait. He had an entire. He had packed it so that like no matter what they had in that conference room, his technology was gonna work. Right, he had like right. nine of them, but you know dongles. Dongles. <laughs> <laughs> there were lots of dongle jokes. <laughs> I won't get into it. Um, all right. Or we were, you could. I know. I'm good. Uh, we were we were going to end with Drew's session because yes. we both attended that and it was beautiful. Drew's session. So his was on bridges. Bridges. Yeah, bridges. he talked about the Bridge of Avignon mm-hmm. in France, and it and was I, lovely. It, and I think that's a piece that everyone, everyone knows it in the Orfschul work, but how he approached it was just a. Again, it was like brandy. It was just sewn. It was sewn. It was beautifully. It it, it was seamless. Yeah. Just from beginning to end, there was. Um, it, it was delightful. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I just spent the whole hour grinning like an <laughs> like a crazy person. <laughs> I was just so happy. Yeah. It was just we were we were playing um the whole time. Yeah, it started off with movement. He had a picture of the actual bridge. Um and so he had points on the bridge that we would get to in the song and it'd be like, "Okay, so we're going to now I want you to move like um like you have to say hello to all these people. Mm-hmm. So you're going to say bonjour." And so we're going to walk through the room and you say bonjour, what was it? Five times or something like that. Bonjour, yes. bonjour, 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 bonjour. Six. Six. Six yeah. times. So you pick six different people to say hello to and then we changed it. Now um pretend like you're doing different things with them. Maybe you're meeting them at a party and you're clinking your glass or maybe you're seeing someone that you know across the street and you're waving hello or maybe you come up with something completely different so how are you going to say hello um and uh i i don't know it's just amazing my favorite part was when he tricked us into playing the song on the instruments 
he's like, okay, now play this little clip of it. And here's four beats. And you play it like this. Okay, now here's, here's four more beats. Can you play it like this? And he, he mixed them up completely out of order. And then now I wonder what would happen if you put them together like this, 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 and this. And then all of a sudden we put, we played the whole song. We're like, whoa. See, that's, (laughs) as I go back to it, it's good level design. It's like, what, what is your eye, what is your mind being attracted to? Yeah. You're not seeing the big picture yet, but your eye is being attracted to this. You go this direction. Mm -hmm. And then eventually as you spiral through the entire map of the the lesson it's like oh wait i just we're going somewhere yeah and you see and then at the very end you see the 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 landscape before you like this is a good level design did it all through baby steps Uh uh-huh yeah one thing that really like like i just i laughed inside i might have laughed actually outside as well um (laughs) he did something i forget what it was it was with the ones and the fives Uh but it was like the directional of as far as how we move our bodies and Uh then it ended up being the ones and the fives for uh-huh. the chordal structures. Of course. <sighs> Damn it, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was, again, I am just always impressed watching my friends who just paint. It's really a painting. It really is mm-hmm. a painting of how you teach a lesson. Right. Yeah. So, yep. I don't know. Watching great teachers and so many different types mm-hmm. of great teachers doing what they're really really good at and that and that mastery is very hard won um i just it was it was an incredible thing what's something that you would like for future conferences maybe building Mm -hmm. off of something that you liked for this one or years prior or something that you wish was different i have said this over and over again Mm -hmm. i think i told everybody um at conference that would listen to me that Conference needs to be 10 times bigger than it is. People need to get to it. I mean, it is it is such an important experience mm-hmm. and it needs to be filling up the the buckets of more teachers and I and it's not the fault of the planning committee. Like I I think we need to get the word out because it is just a soul-filling experience. It, it has made me a better teacher and it has become a non-negotiable week in my year mm-hmm. where I need to be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest thing to me. Just more of the of the already amazing thing. Uh, I'm we, with you there. Do you have something that you were thinking of when you asked the question? It's funny you say that because it's not. It's a different. It's a different side of the same coin. Okay. There needs to be more visibility. Yeah. I talked about this during the con- during the concert. This should be streamed. Yeah, yeah. There, I like, was breaking rules and taking pictures on my cell phone and stuff. Um, we're not supposed to do that. Right. Um, but I did it in all my friends' sessions because I knew that... They'd be okay with it. Yeah, I knew they'd be okay with it because I'm trying to help help people see mm-hmm. how amazing it exactly, is. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I, I, the rules are there for safety. Yeah. And to protect um, intellectual property, which I get as well. Yeah. With the content. Yeah. Yeah. I have my thoughts. And also, but you don't want people on their phones in a session. That's you want true as them well. to engage with the content. But unless you can see the beautiful things happening at these conferences, you don't know how important it is to be there. Or even go back. It doesn't have to be the sessions. It mm-hmm. could be just be the opener. Yeah. Showcasing those kids. If only I knew a videographer who was a really good storyteller. <laughs> 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 but like... 
No, like, even if it wasn't like like cut like perfect, like just have it having it live streamed. Yeah, having people like educators. Hey, educators, you couldn't make it this year. Look what you're missing out on. Yeah, this is phenomenal. These are phenomenal kids showcasing how art can be made. Right. In a short, relatively short amount of time. Like yeah, they've been practicing yeah. for a while, but it's still relatively it's a few amount. months. That's yeah. still short for what they put. You see out. the kids. You see the teachers. Mm-hmm. You see you see the teachers who come hungry to learn. Yeah. And just like all of that compounding together, it's some good energy. Okay, can yeah. we talk about the banquet for a second? <laughs> you want to talk about good energy? <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, so the highlight for me of conference every year is is the banquet because, you know, we've spent four days with our head brains just being stuffed as full as they can possibly be yep. of new ideas. We've been firehosed that, you know, that whole time with big ideas. And then we get we get a night and we all call it orf prom or we get to dress up <laughs> and have a nice dinner together or dress and, down <laughs> yes some of us wore unicorn onesies <laughs> i came with a tie i was classy okay you want to judge me i was classy <laughs> john got a lot of attention <laughs> uh yeah i mean hey if if people can dress up the way they want to why not That's dress true. the way like, so no i was like I, I every single year after my first year i need to do this uh-huh and last year i didn't have the guts to do it this year's like you know what forget it bring it Let's on do it why not Let's do it you looked yeah. great i had fun it was a fun party it was a fun party um and i have to give major props to the, the banquet yeah well yes <laughs> the banquet organizing committee uh-huh. well done just mm-hmm. the the centerpieces were all movement props so they were glow sticks and scarves and bubbles and it was amazing um, because we were all wearing the lights and waving the mm-hmm. glow sticks and playing with the scarves and, right right yeah it was incredible um but yeah the band, the band is the mvp of this entire conference really? <laughs> or at least the banquet <laughs> yeah so in years past sometimes the the live event band gets up there and and uh, we're a bunch of musicians, so you know we're not the easiest crowd. And also, ev- you've just never seen anything like 400 teachers, like music and movement teachers, mm-hmm. like on a dance floor. As soon as the band starts playing, the table's empty, and it is crowded over there, and it's amazing, and it's it's good stuff. And I think we freaked out some of the bands in years past. <laughs> They're like, "Whoa, <laughs> this is a lot." Yeah, we're we're like doing folk dancing to mm-hmm. it, right? And uh, but or this, geometric digression. Right. <laughs> like, what is There's, going on here? Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I remember <laughs> after the piece was done, uh-huh. the band this year is like, yeah, the, that happens every every time we do the song. It's just some, it's just there's some. a long way set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That's a first. That's what he said. Um, but this year, the, the guy who said that, the keyboard player, mm-hmm. he's one of us. He's an ORF teacher. I saw, yeah, him post yeah. on. Yeah, so, okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's, okay. that's why they were so good. Gotcha. So major props to him. Yeah. And my favorite thing was he threw Sasha in. Yep. And we're all listening and we're like, is this what I think? think it is <laughs> and then the, we all realized at the same moment and everyone just starts yelling sasha <laughs> and then uh our our senior president sasha was like they're singing it's my, my song. song i know it was so great yes it was a beautiful way to end our time together Definitely. yes it was soul filling if you haven't gone make time to go next year the Definitely. dates are already posted it's going to mm-hmm. be in new mexico it'll be at the beginning of november again so in the city that no one knows how to spell if you try to say it out Albuquerque. Loud. Yeah, how do you spell that? No idea. <laughs> Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I Google it. Let's mm-hmm, use mm-hmm. your tools, right? So. Yep. Yes. Oh, it was good. It was mm-hmm. good. It was good. Well, we have spiccados. After the break. After the break.
I want to take a quick break and thank my husband, Brian, who's been working behind the scenes producing these episodes every week on all of the platforms and on time. But you need to know that he is first a financial planner for Mission Trails Financial. Mission Trails Financial is a partner that seeks to guide clients in the journey to financial success. They believe that people need a financial advisor that aims to provide strategies for success. Mission Trails Financial helps people navigate investments, tax planning, and insurance. Imagine working with an advisor who isn't tied to specific brands. Mission Trails Financial has a fiduciary responsibility to act in the best interests of their clients by providing independent, objective advice. Their mission is to help clients accomplish their financial goals. As Joe Vitale once said, a goal should scare you a little and excite you a lot. Do yourself a favor and set up a time to chat with Mission Trails Financial. Visit www.missiontrailsfinancial.com or call 619-419-0238 to schedule a call. You'll be glad you did. We believe that leaning on professionals is how we get ahead. Check out the program notes for more information. All right, John, I have my spiccato. Hold up. I know we've had Thanksgiving break and all that jazz or maybe just folk music, but we got to do a hard left turn. So, sorry, Mike's. Uh, that was a turkey. That was a turkey? Or a chicken. That wasn't a break. You need to work on your sound effects. Sorry, continue. Um. Okay, so if you would like to see just me, I don't know about her anymore, but uh, <laughs> we appreciate everyone <laughs> who's been listening. Find a new living room long. to record in. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it in someone's, I've done it in people's uh, it's true. work offices. It's true. Um, Thank you so much for dealing with our shenanigans these past 73 years. It's been three years. <laughs> nope. It just episodes. feels that long. Dude, it's been a long <laughs> process. 73 episodes. Uh, 74, yeah. actually, if you include episode zero. Um, but yeah, it's been a process. Thank you, everyone who's been with us for um, the journey along the way. What helped us a lot, make sure that we're still going, is to, uh, you know, go on that app. Leave us five stars. Uh, five is the only number that I know how to count to. So yeah, mm-hmm. just I used to say, you know, anything below five, it's up to you. What do you want to put? No, I'm going to dictatorship here. Give us five stars. Come on. And um, if you want to, it would be very helpful if you could leave us a review. And we have a new review. <gasps> Yay. We do. Yes. Um, reviews help not just help our souls feel enlightened, but also it does really help with the optics. So please do leave a review. It helps us a lot. And it helps people find us. Exactly. Um, so this lo- latest one was uh, listed by B. Arbra. With a hyphen between the B and the Arbra. Hi, B. Arbra. Uh, hey, B. Arbra. Uh, B. Arbra writes, I recently found this podcast and, and I'm obsessed. Chaotic Harmony has encouraged me to join AOSA. Ah, yeah. Woo! Um, and I will begin to pursue my ORF certification as soon as possible. Hey! Yes! Get um, it, girl! The hosts have such authentic conversation, they spark my creativity to push my music program to the next level. Biarbara, thank you so much. That's so kind. Yeah, and yes. reach out. Uh, also, Biarbara, reach out to us uh, as you can. Anyone can on social media. Um, we're on is at all the platforms at CH Classroom. So if you want to message us there, you know, just yeah. reach out. Maybe we'd you'd love to have you chat out. So chat out, chat with, chat something. Words are hard. Words are hard. Also, whether or not you are on YouTube, go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Make sure you like and subscribe. Helps us uh, keep these lights on, and also what helps us keep these lights on, we now have a Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash CH Classroom. We have a lot of things to offer to those who want to give us, um, drop drop a buck to us. So check it out. And Five bucks. Five bucks, ten bucks. And up. Yeah. Yep. No, uh, five bucks and up. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. some glitch right now. It says one or three. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just like five stars, five bucks. Yeah. Yep. So um, 
let's go to spiccato what do we got okay i'm allowed to do spiccato now you are allowed i give you the grace to pursue it okay so my spiccato this week are clothespins i have these teeny tiny ones okay if you're these are tiny clothespins these are an inch an inch yeah but i i figure they could be representative you could you could do clothespins of any size Mm -hmm. and you can get tiny clothespins or you could get gigantic clothespins or you could get normal ones they do sell them at the dollar store okay they're very cheap how many for i think well i think ours uh i think i just bought a pack of 20 okay yeah because I Good use them for Christmas decorations. What I'm thinking right now is non, non-Western notation. Okay. Uh, maybe you have string. So Iconic notation? So iconic notation works. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying not... Yeah, so... Um, no quarter notes and eighth notes. Exactly. Gotcha. So using this to signify where like, how, what, what notes are being played or what the pitches are. Okay. And then find a different way to do rhythm. But yeah. So clip a string? Clip, a, clip on a string and then play what's written. And then that represents music cool music. that's fun i've done similar things before in the classroom where i have the kids um hang up whatever it is that we did i used it there's a book called polar bears underwear that our mm. orf dad taught us a yep. song to poor poor polar bear he forgot his underwear he didn't they're white and he's mm-hmm. white bear so we just forgot that he was wearing Dumb them bear. i know but we um we all made really funny pairs of underwear and we clipped them to the clothesline and then that was the, <laughs> that was the music cute, so cute. yeah so the similar idea um i've also used them um i love making creatures with them with that as their mouths they make really great alligators mm. yeah, um yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh wait hold up hold up Using with our power combined with Josh Southard, we could do a stop motion thing with alligators. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, you could turn it into animation. Mm -hmm. Um, These are actually magnetic. Oh, yeah, yeah, they they do have metal on it. Yeah, and so you could you could use a. um, I really like using oil collecting trays. Um, You know, like you put under cars. Yeah, Um, they make great magnet boards. If you're looking for a cheap alternative, I okay. had one when I taught at the Catholic school and I was on a cart. And so um, I just had my oil tray on my cart and then I had a magnet board. So that was really helpful. Yeah. So that's, I think that's what I would do. What would you, what would you do, what dear you listener? Do? Let us know. With clothespins. I am curious. Cool. All right. Are we ready for a round? A round of the week. Round of the week. Element. Okay, and since this is the AOSA conference recap, we have to do Viva La Musica. We gotta do Viva La Musica. Yeah. So actually, we have not done this song since episode zero, which yeah. is wild. So shall we? We shall. Mm. Viva Viva La Musica. Viva Viva La Musica. Viva la musica, viva viva la musica, viva viva la musica, viva viva la musica, viva la musica. Something that was really special about this year's AOSA related to Viva la musica. Um, at the end of every opener, we do end off with Viva La Musica, which is always great. Yeah, the great. opening ceremony. But at the end of Banquet, mm-hmm. you were, were you there? I had to go. You had to go, that's right. I didn't feel good. That's right. Yeah. So, um, I, think it was, I think it was Pierre, was it? I forget who it was. I think it was Pierre. He, he, comes on sta- he goes on stage, we're all about to head out. Tom. Out. 
Is it Tom, Tom Pierre? Pierre? Yeah, it's Tom yeah. Pierre. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Tom Pierre. I love him. I'm pretty sure it was Tom Pierre. Okay. Okay. He jumps on stage and he's just, he starts singing the Viva La Musica. Uh huh. And then we all just, out of, you know, out of what we th- thought was best, we just get into this big ring and we all just start singing. He then splits us up into three groups mm. as we did with the ending of the uh, opening ceremony. Aww. And like, this is like, this is a perfect tying of the knot. I love that. It was beautiful. It was great. After a, a, like a, a spanking band mm-hmm. and then ending off with such a memorable note. It was, it was good. That's was good. wonderful. Yeah. Ah. Oh. So. Awesome, I'll be awesome. there next time or be square. Seriously. Yeah. But Crystal, hmm. if people want to reach out to you, where can they reach out to you? I'll talk to you. You can find me on Instagram at Mrs.Pridmore. You can find me on Twitter at Finny Vapa. You can find me at CrystalPridmore.com. Cool. And you can find me at Mr. Seligman on all the socials um, on Instagram, Twitter. Also, I just jumped onto Hive because Twitter is a hot mess right now. Um, <laughs> it's a hot mess. Wait, really? What? Why? Uh, well, oh, I'll bet you could be verified Carl Orff. No. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. Oh, man. What I, oh, gosh. I, I'm curious if someone's done that already. No, Twitter's a hot mess because mm-hmm. its leader is weird. Um, but yeah, so I'm on Hive. Uh, it's an interesting uh, platform tra- checking it out. So if you want to check me out, at Mr. Seligman. Um, you can also reach us at CH Classroom on all the socials, be it Twitter, be it uh, Facebook. Um, we're also, our YouTube is now at CH hyphen class. Um, so you can reach us there as well. You can also email us at chaoticharmyclassroom at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, you guys. Bye. The Chaotic Harmony Podcast is a joint project between Crystal Pridmore and Jonathan Seligman. You can find us online at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. You can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail and let us know what you think. Give us feedback about what you would like to hear in future episodes. We're on all the socials. Find us on facebook.com slash chaoticharmonyclassroom. You can find us on Twitter at chclassroom, Instagram at chaoticharmonyclassroom, and you can even find our episodes on YouTube. Chaotic Harmony is the name of our channel. Special thanks to Brian Pridmore for his help with production and equipment. www.pridmoria.com I would like an Arnold Palmer at one at the omelet parlor. Okay, I would like an Arnold Palmer at the omelet parlor. Merrily, 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 wash your dirty knees. That sounds sensual. <laughs> what are you doing with your knees? Crunchy muffin. <laughs> <laughs> the itsy bitsy spider. He burned his little. You gotta bleep that out. Huh? You gotta believe that last part out. (laughs) 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 Round of the week! That was beautiful, John. I think that you should record the next round of the week. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do that. Yep. (laughs) I can redo that element.